Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Round presents Break It Down with Brian H. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this edition of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm back. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. And on today's episode, I have a very special guest, the one and only Miss Queen PR of those wrestling girls. Queen PR, how are you doing today? I'm good, actually. I'm doing good. Today was a good day. I That's, hope you're doing good as well. Yeah, first of all, I always ask everybody, you know, we in the midst of a global pandemic, how is your family doing? Thankfully, everyone at the moment is good and healthy. So I'm very thankful for that. And I hope the same for you. Yeah, I'm, you know, certainly blessed. Um, working in media relations, I've all, you know, in constant communications with everything that's going on. So um, it's definitely exhausting, but I'm blessed to have like the best team in the world that I work with. So, but, um, you know, those wrestling girls podcasts, one of my favorite podcasts out there, and I'm not saying this because uh, you're on the line Uh, a few weeks ago, um, the one and only Britt Waters was on. And, um, you know, we mentioned that she even said, she was like, I love those girls. Um, Oh, she's awesome. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like I said, it's definitely a true honor to have you. I had your co-host, Krista B on about six months ago. And obviously we had a ball. Um, You guys, you ladies recently did an episode where you spotlighted um, Stephanie McMahon and then China. First of all, I like the coincidence how that played out. <laughs> was that, that wasn't okay? even purposeful. Okay, I had to ask. Um, it really wasn't. Because I kind of got caught behind, right? So Monday or Tuesday, I was sitting here playing a video game. And I said, all right, boom, I'm about to listen. And then, you know, I listened to them back to back. And I said, wait a minute. They really did Stephanie and then China. <laughs> but one of the things I loved was the, the thing I noticed is that I hope by now, Stephanie McMahon has listened to that episode because y'all pay her so much homage and respect. And, you know, you Stephanie McMahon is one of the people that people either love or they hate. I've personally been a fan of her. I'll be honest with you. I had a poster on my wall as a teenager, so it shows you how much of a fan oh I am. I um, but, like, one, what was the... Um, why Steph and why so soon? I mean, obviously, you have, y'all have a lot of people that y'all want to talk about. When did you decide that Stephanie McMahon was somebody that you wanted to spotlight? Um, well, like we said in the episode, Chris and I grew up in the Attitude Era. So I vividly remember the first moment Stephanie McMahon made her WWE TV debut. Like, I remember it vividly. So I literally grew up watching Stephanie McMahon on television. So... 
you know, that alone, we have an instant connection with her and her storylines in particular, when I was younger, were some that really drew me in because I was young and her, you know, she had so many memorable storylines, especially at first, her getting kidnapped by the undertaker, you know, her not being daddy's little girl anymore and the, the infamous wedding, Vegas wedding scene. So she's had so many memorable moments throughout our life on TV. And then as someone who is very pro girl power, pro female executives, entrepreneurs. So then on top of all of that, you know, now she is the female Vince McMahon in a male-dominated industry and is doing things, you know, as a sports executive, as a woman in this industry, that is something that I will always up to. I'm like, oh my God, we like love Stephanie. We got to do a spotlight episode on her. And then the other thing is that because she's not a wrestler, no one would really think that we do an episode on her. But then when you listen to the episode, you're like, wow, you know, she said to remember, we didn't even fit everything in. Like we had a whole list of like Stephanie's moments over the years and we didn't even fit half of those, those moments in. So, and yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask you this question. Stephanie McMahon, when she goes in the hall of fame, who inducts her? Is it a gimme? Is it automatically triple H or let's say he doesn't do it. Who would induct Stephanie McMahon to WWE hall of fame? I'm going to say Vince. Okay. Um, I've heard, um, I listened to something I wrestled with with Richard and I hear some of the things that Vince has said of his daughter. And, you know, when you have a daughter and a son, you know, you would think Shane obviously would be that next in line, the, most, the person that Vince sees himself in to be the next in line. He's always seen Stephanie as his next in line. He's always seen himself in Stephanie McMahon. So I can see it being an honor for Vince to, to induct a daughter into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I I definitely would agree. Um, you know, listening to Jim Ross, he said the same thing that, you know, it's like that is the, you know, she is truly daddy's little girl. One of the things, uh, like I said, not giving away too much, but one of the things I like when y'all brought up, I was, you know, almost spit out my water when y'all talked about how she uh slapped her mother and called her out of her name. Um Yo, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's just so like I mean, she has so much history, and you know, with Shane McMahon, he took a break. Um, Steph, obviously, she took a break to have the children, but you know, she was still like she wasn't really gone that long, you know. And her impact has been great. Uh, and I definitely want to touch on China. Um, I guess I really enjoyed that episode so much. And one of the things y'all brought up was that. She did so much in such a little time. You're talking, what is it, 96 to 2001? And mm -hmm. for us, you know, as Attitude Era kids, the Attitude Era does seem like it was much longer than what it really was. When we it's go back, so dead, and it really wasn't that long. <laughs> yeah, but it's had such a huge impact on just what everybody does, what everybody talks about. So, um, but I, I'm not going to give away too much. Everybody, Go to anywhere you can get your podcast from. Uh, it's a link right here. Um, I, I, I put the Twitter link. Um, but yeah, make sure you follow them on Twitter. Go there, download the show, listen to it, subscribe, rate, give them five stars because they deserve it. And so, um, <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about some of the current women. And I want to talk to you about the uh, four horse women. Um, you know, Y'all like Becky more than I do. <laughs> and uh, <it's> complicated. 
How do, so, because I'm over her. I've, I've been very vocal about it. I enjoyed the run. I rooted for her. I was, you know, uh, very into it. But to me, she's kind of run her course. How do you feel? Do you feel it's over? I, I, I have been feeling that way for a, an extremely long time, actually. Um, as you know, and one of my friends gets so mad at me because I can't say negative about any of the women. Mm -hmm. um, how, like one thing I loved about Becky now, a year ago this time or a year and a half ago this time, like I was wearing my Relentless t-shirt every single day. I was so here for Becky. I was like, yes, yeah, she's that underdog. She, you know, she clawed her way to her opportunities. She is not an underdog anymore. <laughs> she has beat Ronda Rousey. <laughs> beat Shayna Baszler you have been champion from one Wrestlemania to the next Wrestlemania plus you are no longer an underdog you know what I mean like there's no reason for me now to be like you know that that like chase for Becky anymore mm -hmm. it's like I'm kind of over her and then as someone that advocates for the whole division like when one person I was not a fan of Becky's two belts like I didn't want the Smackdown championship involved in the Wrestlemania match because that took away from a complete other division now it's mm. like two divisions are over around one person so now you have becky that's had the championship for this long which i've been a star making moment for Shayna. like you know i want to see fresh faces i want to yeah. see someone else's champion i want to see other women being put on the same pedestal as becky or even close to it you know i'm ready for something new as much as i love becky i'm like oh i'm like you i'm over it like as much as i love hearing her music like I love seeing her she is a fucking star and I love her to death but drop that belt because at this point you don't need to be champion like no, you're Becky Lynch yeah and and I would tell anybody I'm not the biggest fan of um people not needing the championship um I know when the mm -hmm. fiend lost it people was like well he never needed it anyway I looked at it from a uh, competition standpoint where if I'm uh, champion, I want to be, um, if I'm in this company, I want to be the best. However, there are always exceptions to the rule. And right now she's right. been champion long enough that, I, you know, I feel you. Um, I would really like to see Bianca Belair take it from her. I love the fact that, that she's not in the money in the bank match. I love the fact that mm -hmm. it's kind of, um, they they kind of making her get adjust the raw audience get adjusted to her and get used to her, and it's like when they do with a star essentially that they have big plans for. It's like we're not gonna put you in this match because then you gotta lose, or if you win, you get hot shot to the title. So I'm mm -hmm. happy they're not doing that with her. But I want to move on to uh, Charlotte Flair. And we saw tonight yeah. she retained her NXT Women's Championship. Do you think that? Now that we see Rhea Ripley's back and we all saw what was happening with her, do you think that Charlotte was just holding the title because of the COVID-19 situation or as they really wanted to elevate NXT women's division? I think I do have a theory that if everything was normal, this was going to be a very amazing Wrestling moment for Ripley. I thought this was going to be a star making moment for Rhea Ripley. Um, mm -hmm. I was one of those people that did not think that Charlotte would become NXT Women's Champion again. Like, that just seemed like so unrealistic. Even sometimes when I'm like, when they announce her and they say like NXT Women's Champion, I'm still like, what the fuck? Um, 
but I think with the quarantine, I think they're playing it safe. I mm. think they're like, you know, put the belt on somebody that at least, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. That gets me a tad bit more interested watching NXT, seeing that Sasha has the belt. I'm not, I mean, Sasha, I love her. Charlotte, <laughs> <laughs> seeing that she has the belt, like it does make me want to tune in a little bit more to NXT. Um, but I, as much as I love the Four Horsewomen, Charlotte's championship reign like grinds my gears because if you think about how long those championships have even been in existence like it has not even been six years and you have already been champion 12 times like what do you strive I mean like I mean obviously your father's record but it's just like it, it just see, it's, it seems very ridiculous like when you think about it yeah it's like the time Big E said that when he made the joke he said well you know for Charlotte that'll happen in two months um right. <laughs> But I'm not gonna lie, she's one of my favorites. I she's huge, amazing. She's yeah, amazing. I'm, I'm a fan. Did she need the championship? No, but I saw it from the other side of, like you said, gets you a little bit more interested in NXT. Um, there's a lot of matches that I want to see her have with the ladies down there. I would hope that even when she loses, that maybe she will help stay down there and elevate that division. Maybe, you know, I, my dream match is Charlotte Flair versus Mercedes Martinez. I've been saying that. I've uh, told Mercedes that. When, uh, yeah, so that's my dream match. I'm like, when I tweeted it at uh, WrestleMania, I said, one step closer and Mercedes liked it. So I'm really hoping we get that match up. But looking at what happened tonight, is you see Io Shirai come out there. You see Ripley come out there. So... Who knows, maybe Rhea's going to get the title back, which would still be good for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, um, you, you said you love Sasha Banks. And I do. I, I, I'm a fan. I will not lie to you. When she first came out, um, I liked her, but then I started getting annoyed with her. I prefer Sasha as a heel. However, if they're going to do this turn, which looks like it's coming, personally, I want to see her be the baby face and see a heel Bailey just because we saw it the other way around. Um, right. Right. Okay. Okay. You know, and I want to see, I didn't want to see them two wrestle at WrestleMania at all. I said it was too soon, but after mania, I said, okay, now you can give it to me, give it to me at SummerSlam or give it to me at next mm-hmm. WrestleMania. How do you feel? And how do you feel about Sasha kind of being as uh, Britt Waters said a few weeks ago, being Bailey's lackey, you know, she said she felt she needed to boss up. How do you, <laughs> how do you feel about that? Um, I have been so enjoying their dynamic, to be honest with you. I think mm-hmm. it is so entertaining. I think he'll Bailey, like the last like two to three months, I think have has gotten like more comfortable in the role and has really just been having so much fun. I have been loving it. I love the obnoxious, like, Okay, so Britt called it lackey. Mm-hmm. I like to call it like being like obnoxiously best friends. Like the way that they, you know, support each other's entrance and are like obnoxious with it. Like, you know, she's the best and like wearing each other's t-shirts. I love how, like the extreme of that. Like, I think it is so entertaining. Like that gif of Bailey dancing to Sasha's music. Like, <laughs> like I love it. I- Love their dynamic so much, um, and like you said, I'm I I completely agree with everything that you're saying. Like I see the oh, oh no, you went out. Mom just Facetimed me. Oh. Brian, are you there? I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Hello. Yeah, can you hear me? 
I don't see you. Okay, I'm sorry. My oh, mom- you good? Yeah, I heard you. <laughs> and she's FaceTiming again. <laughs> okay. Hello? Yep, I'm here. Okay. But I I want it the other way around. Okay. Like you said. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be great. This is a match that I honestly... I can't hear you anymore. Oh, no. Can you hear me, Can you hear me now? Brian, I can't hear you anymore. Oh, man. Can you hear me now? Let me make sure my mic is on. I can hear you. One, two. Yeah, my mic is going. Can you hear me? Okay, so I can... Let's see. And so we'll be back. Um, Well, I'm sit right here uh we have a little technical difficulties and oh there she is she's back can you hear me now yes i can yes so sorry about that it's it's okay it's technology it's not we, okay. we're not doing brain surgery we're talking wrestling um but yeah um so you said you also wanted to see it the other way around um, yeah, yeah here's what i'm and, thinking oh, oh go ahead no because like the point i wanted to make about sasha at mm-hmm. least for me is she will always be Sasha Banks. Like, even when she was, like, face last year, I would always watch her body language. And because Sasha is so good at what the fuck she does, I whenever she's on screen, I don't not watch what she's doing. She's never not a heel. Like, she's, oh, her mannerisms, her body language. So it's like, even if she does become baby face, like, she will still always kind of be Sasha Banks. And then imagine the dynamic between her and, like, now like that would be so good like I'm so here for that and then I didn't want them I'm so sorry but I didn't no, want them good. to fight Mania either because I knew that SummerSlam was in Boston so I was like yo fuck WrestleMania it's too soon give me a give me I am a if you listen to our show I'm a sucker for hometown mm-hmm. moments like I am a sucker for that so I was just like like let it lead to that let it lead to Boston. So now, of course, with the quarantine, I don't know what's going to happen. But either way, I would like to see, like, Bailey as the heel, Sasha as the face. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that we got to see is Sasha win in Boston and hold on to that championship for longer than two weeks. <laughs> um, and I think it's coming. I think that, you know, some things I think may happen, you know, they write it up. And then I think they just yeah. notice, oh, wait, we've been doing this. Undertaker Street case in point. You know, when Undertaker first started, it wasn't meant for him to go 21 and 0. Right. It's just that, you know, oh, when you look at it, when would he have lost? The only right. match right. that he would have really lost, and even then wouldn't have made sense from a storyline perspective. I ain't gonna say it wouldn't have made sense, but it wouldn't have been um a climatic was Kane in uh, to, uh, 1998. Everybody else, he he was not losing to Jake the Snake. Uh, he was not losing to Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Um, and sure wasn't losing to King Kong Bundy. But what I'm hoping from <laughs> Sasha Banks we get is the reason I'm saying that if they don't go Boston, this was a matchup that I believe could main event a WrestleMania or a SummerSlam if you build it right. I know that we all know Ronda was in the main event and she was box office. I believe Sasha and Bailey could be box office if pushed that, you know, um, the right way, because let's be real. 
and I'm a huge Daniel Bryan fan, but he's not being positioned as box office. There are no real big showstoppers outside of AJ Styles. Um, I'll say outside AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, and Roman Reigns. Um, to me, Seth Rollins isn't that much of a showstopper. He was at one point, but he hasn't really got that juice that he had when he before he got hurt. Yeah. So, um, and you know, I probably have some people out there. Obviously, Randy Orton. You know, that, Randy Orton, John Cena, they don't count. You know, um, so but yeah, so you know, we'll see. Sasha Bailey should be good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's move on. I want to ask you, how do you feel about Lacey Evans? Taylor Face, which one you like better? I didn't re- I was so not a fan of her uh, when first Zit came out because I was just like, okay, like what? No, I, I I loved when she used to just interrupt matches. I love that because I thought mm. her cute. I was like, okay, this is a different way to introduce a woman. And 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 you can't judge the way the women's division the women's division against their superstars like the men because it just hasn't been equal so for a unique way that they've presented a woman like she's not a valid you know what I mean like she's this is cool this is interesting I didn't appreciate her as a heel at the time because she was sucked so much in the ring I was just like oh god go away and then that was like Becky's first um, championship feud after mania I was like Lacey Evans like really anyway but then she became weird face and I was just like so now nasty is a term of endearment like i like it just seemed very forced i feel like they really wanted to take advantage of her military background and they forced this face on her and but i feel like that's when i was like oh shit i miss her as a heel like i like when she was rude like when she put the fan in renee's face and like we're calling people nazis because she was funny she remember on her social media like in her like everyday life she would like as she was like she got stopped for a ticket or something one day and like like and like interacted with the cop like Lacey Evans, the heel Lacey Evans, and it was hilarious. And I was like, oh, I missed that. Um, I do feel like she has a lot of potential. Uh, she's like amazingly like athletic, and you know she has she has everything it takes. I think, mm-hmm. but I would prefer her as. Yeah, I'm looking at her, and it's she's such a good heel that. She make, you know, a heel's job is to make you not root for them. Baron Corbin's like one of the best in the business because you just want to boo him. And when you go to the shows and you see people cheering him, you usually see like, oh, so you didn't have friends. And I'm taking a shot at my boy, Blake, because he's a huge Baron Corbin fan. Um, But in general, (laughs) huh? Oh, man, you started breaking up. What'd you say? Sorry, I am. <laughs> no, you good. It just I I missed what you said. <laughs> but yeah, so oh, uh, man, now I can't hear you again. Oh, uh, the notifications are going through the roof, folks. <laughs> All right, so she'll be right back. Um, but yeah, you know, I was saying like Baron Corbin, he's a heel that people just don't like. 
Um, he's not one out there trying to sell his t-shirts where you have, you know, Lacey Evans, she reminded me of that. So, you know, and uh, Queen PR is coming right back in and there she is. Um, I'm here. <laughs> so, yeah, we, you know, we were talking about Lacey Evans, but now I want to move on to two of the four horsewomen of MMA and that being Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. How do you feel about Rousey and will she be and how would you book Ronda Rousey? I mean, we have a segment on the wrestling realm uh, called give me the book. And so right now I'm going to give you the book. How would you book Ronda Rousey to come back? Um, Because she's Ronda Rousey. I mean, it's pretty easy. Like any unexpected, you know, appearance will be amazing, but I would want it to hinder Becky in some way so that she finally loses a championship because they're obviously protecting Becky in a way that they haven't protected a female superstar in an extremely long time. Mm -hmm. And I think the only way she'll drop that belt is for like a huge moment. And it has to be a good payoff because at the end of the day, as much as I talk about me being over Becky, we have to really consider who's about to fill those shoes because Becky has made, it has made an incredible impact on that with that title. So it's always like, who can really fill those shoes? So I feel like they're not just going to have Becky drop it in a clean, like, pen or something. So I can see Ronda Rousey interfering. That would, that would be like, okay, Becky losing the championship, but look at how Ronda Rousey came back. Not saying Ronda Rousey become champion, but I would, I can see her, you know, having Becky lose the belt and maybe them continuing that feud. Because again, Becky and Ronda can feud and it does not have to be a championship match at this point. Now, do you, what about Shayna Baszler? How does she, you know, they gave, she ran through the women at the Elimination Chamber, came up short. I thought she looked good losing to Becky because I didn't feel like she got buried. I felt it was like Becky just escaped with the win, which I I could appreciate. And, you know, she kind of went back to her dominance because now she's essentially pissed off. What do they do with her is, you know, what happens with her? Um, I don't know. Um, Shayna lost, like, I, I like Shayna a lot, but mm-hmm. she lost something for me in, on the main roster. Like, I don't know what, what exactly it is. Um, I, I, I need her to feel dominant again. I like, she doesn't feel like a badass like she did in NXT for me on the, the main roster. So it's hard for me to, like, I need something. And I'm sure that they tried to achieve that with the bite. I need something mm-hmm. or another, something to make me like believe in Shayna the way I did. Is it because she's going against um, local talent and, you know, and it's being, they're being positioned as jobbers and the fact that there's no fans, do you think that has a lot to do with the way you feel about her? Yes, and that Survivor Series main event really disappointed me. Really? Yeah, I didn't. I It was very, like, womp womp to me. So ever since then, I was like, okay, is this what Shayna Baszler is going to be on mm-hmm. the main roster kind of thing? And then she lost that mania. So, I mean, I'm, I, I want to see, I want to, I want to have that feeling. I want to root for her again, like I did, like like I did before. But I think I don't know how to book Shayna Baszler. To be oh, honest with you, got you. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I hope. At, at first, I wasn't the biggest fan of hers. I felt mm-hmm. like, you know, she went through the Mae Young Classic. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who's worked in women's wrestling account, I've worked with about, I had pleasure of working with about um, 12 of the participants who was in the first one. So, of course, I had my biases. Um, I was rooting for Mia Young for obvious reasons. But seeing Shayna just kind of like go through, I was like, oh, man, really? They're going to put it on her because she Ronda Rousey's friend. But she's changed. And I was upset that she beat Ember Moon. But it was like, well, I guess it has to happen. But in that time, during NXT, she changed my opinion about her. Um, And she's not must-see television for me right now. So uh, we'll see. Uh, I got to ask you about somebody who I know y'all are very fond of. Uh, She is... Definitely, in my opinion, as they, we would say in sports, a first ballot Hall of Famer, and that is the first African American wrestler, period, to win a championship at WrestleMania, and that's Naomi. How do you feel about her? I would, I'm, I'm thinking, safe to assume that you were disappointed as I was that she lost to Dana Brooke of all people, but how does she bounce back? Uh, I mean, I was one of those people that, like, I was okay with her not, like, winning the belt right away after Royal Rumble. Like, I felt like her momentum wasn't killed by losing those, like, that, like, qualifying matches or whatever. Mm-hmm. Long story short, that loss to Dana Brooke really confuses me because I just feel like Naomi, like, we were talking about box office potential. Like, Naomi has uh, an audience that came into WWE just from her trending from returning at Royal Rumble. Mm. So it's like that's that's the the mainstream appeal that you know that we were just talking about and to not take advantage of that is crazy. Like and then to lose to Dana Brooke like don't get me wrong we have also been supporters of Dana Brooke. We support all the women to be honest with you mm-hmm. and it's been a long time and blah blah. blah. But Dana Brooke you've been in, in I believe two money in the bank ladder matches at this point. Another case of the underdog argument. <clears throat> Last summer, we did an episode on Dana Brooke because we felt like she was, like, this, like, you know, this unseen potential, like, you know, WWE's not seeing her. Dana Brooke has gotten some opportunities since then. Like, she (laughs) has, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you've been in a couple of Money in the Big Ladder matches. You've been in every Royal Rumble. You've been in every... um, She's been in some things. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Dana Brooke at this point, I I think we can, can, can say she's been giving, you know... She's been giving some opportunities at this point. So for her to for her not to take the pin for Naomi at this point was very confusing to me. I was like, no, that definitely should have been Naomi. And Naomi, like missing the opportunity of putting Naomi in a money in the bank ladder match, like she has killed it every time. Like someone posted a compilation video of all of Naomi's spots in the money in the bank ladder matches. So I'm just like, why not have her, especially a part of this unprecedented money in the bank ladder match? It's like, uh very disappointing yeah it's, it's definitely disappointing you know she if before they decided you know before they had the qualifying matches my picks were her or sasha because i felt okay if sasha wins then maybe she could cash in on bailey or bailey loses she could cash in and then they have like a role reversal but Ooh. then i was thinking well naomi could win it and then, you know, she take it from Bailey or somehow, you know, it's so many different ways. But, you know, I, w- I was I was lost. Like, wait, 
and I think I was um, slow to the TV that day. So it was actually ruined for me because somebody put in my group chat was like, really? Dana Brooke? And I was like, what? what? And um, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to lie, uh, but, you know, uh, might as well say we are uh, Twitter family. I used to be a huge Dana Brooke fan until the whole Batista stuff started. Because, oh, <laughs> um, wait, I, so wait, what, what didn't you like about that? I don't like Batista, and it's not just because ah. I'm Baltimore and he's DC. I just, you know what it was? One, growing up, I well, around that time he was hot. I just wasn't a fan. I always thought John Cena and Randy Orton and um. Brock Lesnar were better out of that group, even Shelton Benjamin. But I just never was like a big fan. Now, I was happy when he beat Triple H. I did like him when he started doing the spotlight stuff. But other than that, I just didn't care for him. Then 2014 happened and the Royal Rumble. And everybody knows that my favorite wrestler is Daniel Bryan. So him doing all of that, I'm like, oh, come on now. Like, Randy Orton, I get it, but y'all really gonna try to force feed me Batista? <laughs> so, then when they brought him back and put him in a match for Triple H, I was like, well, good, I know he's gonna lose. So, when them two started, I was like, man, forget you, Dana. <laughs> you mess with him. <laughs> like, I really, like, I'm really over you now. <laughs> yeah, so that's what made me, um, but, you know, I, I, I don't think they're together no more. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you, I don't think it was even a thing. I think they just was having fun because she's been with some other guy for a while now. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so. it was cute. It was cute. It was entertaining. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they were talking about the Hall of Fame dress and all that. And so, but, uh, you know, and it's funny. What do you, what do you see her eventually becoming a champion? I hate to say no. Okay. I I don't, I mean, everyone can't be champion. Like as much as I advocate for all the women in the division, everybody can't be champion because then what the fuck. Um, but no, I don't. I, I would like to see her in a healthy championship feud to kind of like build up her star power. Absolutely. Because I know you're not a fan of saying everyone doesn't need the belt, but sometimes a good championship feud that you did not win can really put you in a good position. Um, oh, yeah, so, certainly. It did it a lot yeah. for like Roddy Piper and other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, but no, I, I don't see her as champion anytime soon. I mean, and I hope, and I hope I'm proven wrong. Yeah, I mean, well, I will say that now they got three titles plus the tag titles. I really wanted to see her and Carmella chase the tag team championships. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as we wanted to see those titles and to see the raw emotion that Sasha and Bailey had when they got them. I feel that after they lost, it was just done a disservice. Now, uh, I like what Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are doing, but you got it. They need people to wrestle. They need feuds and Oscar and um, the Kabuki warriors that can only go, but so far, you know, they held the titles, but it, just kind of felt like it was swept under the rug. So I wanted to see, hopefully, like, I wanted to see Dana Brooke and Carmella kind of chase those titles just to <laughs> give it some uh, value. And then I want to see them take them back to uh, NXT like they were supposed to and take mm-hmm. them to Monday Night Raw. That's the thing that's been disappointing, especially with everything right. potentially taking place at the Performance Center. It's much easier to do it that way now. You know what I mean? It's, it's nothing stopping them, which sucks. And... Mm-hmm. And another case of, of the point I made earlier about certain individuals hogging the division in, as a whole, 
Becky Lynch had that last receipt with Oscar, right? Mm-hmm. I was all for that. I was one of those people last year that hated that WWE never mentioned that Oscar tapped out Becky at Royal Rumble. Like I was one of those people that was just like, that happened. Like what's the <laughs> thing? I would tweet that like that fucking happened. <laughs> so anyway, a year later, you know, y'all want to harp on that and that's that one Becky, you know, because y'all booked her horribly since Mania. So now y'all want to now y'all want to capitalize on that Oscar shit. But <laughs> guess what? Oscar's a tag team champion. So mm-hmm. what does that do to the tag team division? Like yeah. that is it, it doesn't matter now because it's all about Becky's last um I forgot what they were calling it, oh, you know, yeah. that, that last person that she, you know, had never beaten before, you know, she needed to beat. Mm-hmm. Again, I love Becky Lynch. I get why you guys want to do everything, but yeah, but that just is the lack of, of, of care that they, uh, that they have for the women's division as a whole, because it's like, yeah, I don't even think about what that does. Kyrie Sane was literally missing, you know, for weeks because Oscar had to deal with Becky. So That's what true. does that do with the tag team division? What does that do with the tag teams that are backstage doing nothing? It's like oh, And they have enough started. women. Let's be real. They have <laughs> enough women on the roster. At this uh, point, that is not an excuse. At yeah. this point, if you can have a Royal Rumble with 30 women, you can build a decent tag team division. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They didn't even use all of them because Sasha wasn't in it. Um and don't even <laughs> and I was the, at the viewing party with my Sasha shirt on like so she every number I'm like but you so but you heard why she said she wasn't in it though right yes which and I it, appreciate it and it made so I much sense and, and I was like thank it you does, and I love it yeah and, and and that's one of the things that um you 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 that's one of the things you can always appreciate about a Sasha and a Bailey is because mm-hmm. They're diehard fans like you and I. They, if, I believe that if they weren't wrestlers, they would probably be doing the same thing that we're doing. And that's oh, podcasting yeah. about it because they love the business. So it makes you root for them even harder. You know, uh, shout out yeah. to those in the chat. I see my boy uh, from the Flex Zone. I know that's probably Roger because he said Drax the Destroyer shows some respect. He knows I cannot stand Dave. Batista, he shouldn't have never won the hi, Royal Rumble. The I can't see the chat, so hi everybody. Uh, yeah. uh, shout out to Pink Pat, Patter and G, um, Gingy, uh, uh, Jenny. I apologize if I uh, misspoke your name, um, but yeah, we got. Uh, he's uh, asking, "Are you from Yugoslavia?" So, um, but yeah, um, Zelina Vega. I'm going to talk to you about her. She says Ooh, she's bringing her. back, uh, make it, you know, bringing back women's managers and i love the stable that she has assembled i think andrade is the main eventer coming out of there um but i also think sometimes i'm like i'm not sure if they ready to go full-fledged with him and maybe they feel she need one more bigger like one uh, star is just a tad bit bigger how do you feel about her and how you feel about her in this role I think Zelina Vega is perfection. I think she is like, she is so talented. She has so much potential. And then as a New Yorker, I I just, the way her mannerisms, the way she speaks, the way she carries herself, like I can relate to all of that. Like, I feel like I know Zelina personally. And she's, she's great on the mic. And what I love also is that she's also an awesome wrestler. So it's like, it's gold. Like, it's like, she was like, she, she, she's great. And I think with the no audience, 
I always mm. say this every Monday, Raw is the Oscar show and Monday Night Vega. Like they have saved it for me. Like they have been so entertaining. There's times where Zelina Vega is literally out on the stage like four times mm-hmm. because she is that good and she's that entertaining where it's just like, throw her on commentary. Give Angel Garza a match. Let's get Zelina out here. Like, <laughs> like that's how I feel with, with Zelina. And she has all the potential in the world. And, and one other thing I like about it is that you know, with the women's evolution and, you know, there are some things, the the narrative that I don't like when it comes to that is like now the manager role is looked at in a bad way mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be. Like when you play the role as good as Elena, it's, mm-hmm. it's a powerful role, you know what I mean? And it's like the stable that she, but when's the last time we had something that dope where we had a girl leading around a, a stable that made that sort of impact? Like, I think if there is any woman that can bring back that manager role with an impact, it's Elena Vega, and I'm all the way here for it. Yeah, I mean, it kind of reminds you of uh, almost like a Sherry Martel with. Yes, perfect. The Hall when Andrade was hurt, I said, I mean, when he was suspended, I was like, he in trouble because when Angel Garza came up on the main roster, Yo, and, and she, they replaced him quick. And they they <laughs> met. Like the chemistry they yeah. had was perfect. And I was like, yeah. yo, Selena Vega and Angel Garza, like, I could see her lead him all the way to the, the WWE championship. And Hell yeah, and Angel Garza, let's, let's give it up for him too. He he walking personality. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, as Ray Ramon would say, oozing in machismo, you know. So um <laughs> I do think Andrade has some protection for obvious reasons, but I'm not gonna disrespect him and say he's um only going to get those opportunities because of who he's dating he's or great. He's because great. he is phenomenal in the ring. He's amazing. Um I, and I, you know, I did read, I don't, you know, I don't know how much we can credit dirt sheets, but, you know, I did read that he was told to learn English and he's taking English classes and teaching Charlotte Spanish. So I like that, but I, I would definitely like to see him uh, get his opportunity. I personally would love to see, um, and this would be a great opportunity for uh, Vega. I would love to see guard, um, Andrade in a main event match with Drew McIntyre at a pay-per-view. Yeah, we saw it on Raw. I always have an issue with them giving us these matches so quickly, but there's history that's already there from NXT. You see that this is big uh, shoes, but you see that Bobby Heenan, Hulk Hogan like interaction with Zelina Vega and Drew McIntyre. You see it like, you know what he said, you're always a thorn in my side. You know, and yep. bring out the best out of each other. So, um, I'm a fan of hers. I honestly, I you know, it, I know they have two. Like his character is totally different, but I believe that if her husband Alistair Black was with her, he'd be much further than what he is. Uh, he can go in the ring, Any, but anyone. I'm glad you uh, compared her to Sharon Martel. Anyone that's or any manager. Let's let's even take mm-hmm. gender out of it. Like any like mm-hmm. heart of the world where it's like anyone you put with that with Zelina Vega is on the winning team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and like she, you said, she, she can wrestle. Me? Yeah. Uh, uh, she's yeah, because then you have to mix tag match opportunities, like you got it's, it's Zelina's everything. 
Now, I want to bring it back to uh, Bianca Belair because I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I thought one of y'all tweeted that she was a little disappointed that they kind of got away with that, uh, got away from them two real fast. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think it's because that they really have bigger plans for Bianca? Where do you, like, how do you see things working out for her? Do you still see her? Obviously, she's, you know, going to be like one of the, I think, one of the top stars. But where do you see her role with the Street Profits um, in, in the mix? I don't think they know what to do with Bianca Belair next. Mm-hmm. I think. I, I feel like because she's been in the title picture now, if you think about it, for like a year. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just thinking about the first takeover match I went to, <laughs> Bianca was in a title match. So, at you know, like, we, it, it's clear that they think she's a star, that she is a star. She has fans. Her merch sells really well. So, I don't think they know what to do with her. They stuck her into, like, the Ray Rip and Charlotte thing, but they didn't really fully, like, I feel pull the trigger with that, and then they moved her to Raw to help um, the Street Profits, but then we haven't really seen her with the Street Profits since. She hasn't really been in any singles matches since, so I think that, and and, and I think there's a lot of plans that were changed because of the quarantine and everything. Mm-hmm. I don't think they know what to do with her right now, to be honest with you. She's one of those things where it's like, you know, you want to do it right. You know, like, you really like her ascendance. I hope I use the right word. I feel like you want to do it right. And I feel like they're not rushing it. I -hmm. think they're kind of waiting to see exactly, like, what to do. And I'm here for it. And I don't know if you know this about me. I hate making predictions. (laughs) Right, I know. When you do a a podcast, like, you want to keep a fan part of yourself. And so for me, not doing predictions is a way for me to still be a fan. For me okay. to still be like, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. I'm going to watch it and I'm going to be surprised. Now that recap, so catch, catch me. <laughs> but I, I, with the Bianca thing, I <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't think they know. And I also don't know. But I do see her being a champion for sure. Yeah. Well, we're going to find out. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, and then... Or in, from the NXT women's division, who are some of your favorites down there? Uh, Io Shirai. She's uh, she, amazing. Oh, God. She, right. I'm like, can we just take a second? Um, um, damn. See, Bianca and Rhea moved. Uh, well, I guess we could say Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was going to say Bianca, but she's not there. I love Chelsea Green. Okay. I wouldn't say she's like my top three favorite, but I I don't I'm not very much in the indie scene, mm-hmm. but I'm heavy on wrestling Twitter. So there's certain indie stars I'm familiar with because they trend or their videos get shared a lot. And Chelsea Green was one of those uh, wrestlers that the last couple of years or three years under for me. So I always see I love the hot mess, mind you. I do not watch Impact. I don't watch any, but I know who the hot mess is, and I love her. So when I saw that she got signed, I was like, oh my god! So and I, I love what she's doing. So I guess I should say she's one of the people I'm most excited for down there. Um, something's missing for me with Dakota Kai heel turn. Like oh yeah, it was it was executed perfectly, like the turn, but. It's not like, I don't know. I don't know. It's not grabbing me like I okay. wanted it to, but I have, I've always been a huge Dakota Kai fan. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking. Does UK count? Yeah, of course. 
Okay, so Piper. I yeah. love her. She is so quirky and like I don't know. She has something. She has something. She has something. Yeah, she does. Um, I you, you talked about Dakota Kai and I, I I guess I didn't realize it, but I guess you have a point. Is um, I do like I can't think of the lady's name that's with her, like her manager. Um, I, I'm always a fan of having like muscle. Everybody doesn't need muscle behind them, but when you yeah. do, like I like when they did it with Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan. You know, so I like what they're doing with Dakota Kai, but I think after it for her, it's like, okay, after you're done with Tegan Knox, what now? You know what I mean? Right. So it's it's definitely gonna be interesting to see what they do with her. Uh, I really want to see um Caden Carter get an opportunity. I'm tired of seeing her job on raw, uh, because she's better than that. Uh just like Zaya Lee, you know, watching these ladies down there, like yeah. The division is so stacked, you know, and it's, you know, same with India Hartwell, you know, seeing her job, I'm like, man, it's good to see her on Raw, but come on now. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what they do over there. I, I got to pay attention more to NXT UK. I dip in and out of it, uh, but, you know, like um, she's, I don't think she signed, but Amale. Yeah, uh, you know, it, and it's so funny because if you gave us this much wrestling during the Attitude Era, it would have been great. <laughs> you know, now we adults with oh, responsibilities. Right. You know, like last <laughs> night, I was working on some things, and you know, you turn on Fox at eleven thirty after like backstage goes off. I mean, twelve o'clock, midnight, one o'clock, and they just running old WrestleManias. And you know, for if they would have been doing that, you know, in ninety eight, ninety nine. That would have been phenomenal. We wouldn't have went to sleep. You know, these these new fans don't know how lucky they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if we did not watch Raw or the pay-per-view, that was it. Like, you did not see it. You hope someone taped it, and hopefully they did a replay. Like, they don't know how lucky they are. Exactly. So, you know, you say you don't like doing predictions. So we won't do predictions for Money in the Bank coming up, but, you know... um, I'll ask you this, which, um, outside of the women's matches, cause I already know those, you, you know, you you know, lean towards, but which match are you looking forward to the most? Uh, besides the money in the bank, actual ladder matches. Yeah. Um, Tamina and Bailey. Shockingly, oh. I never thought I would say that. Okay. I have been so proud of Tamina. Like, and if you have the like, uh, Krista B, my co-host, mm-hmm. a huge fan of Tamina, and right. she loves the um that bloodline. Like anyone that's in that family, I don't know why they're not a, a, a I, faction. <laughs> I know it's such a missed opportunity. Like, oh man, you got Naomi. You could even add Naomi if you wanted to. Yeah. And I. <laughs> well, did you hear about the time they wanted? To, did you hear about the time they wanted to do something where, um. They was going to put them, and this is before Naomi and Jimmy Uso got married, but they was going to put the Usos with Roman and then have Samoa Joe as like the lost cousin. Ooh. Yeah, so uh, I would have fucking loved that. Yeah, former uh, 
former WWE writer is uh is a former Sun, uh, Baltimore Sun uh, newspaper writer here. He left the Sun to go to the WWE, and then he came back after he left, mm. and he works at uh, MCW. He had told me one time we was um, at a sports event, and you know I would talk to him about wrestling and whatnot, and he said he had pitched this idea. He said because the Usos had showed him pictures of you know the picture they always show now but they show him yeah, that yeah. and then right yeah. when he got fired uh you know and they did their layoffs back right when the network first came out right when that happened yeah that's when they put them together briefly oh no they put him i think it was like mm. um yeah they put him like they put him sort of together and it was like around the time when he was uh winning the title when he beat Sheamus on raw that and he was like you know i pitched that idea because you remember they gave us um, wow. the Usos versus Roman and Seth when they were the early days of the Shield, but they wouldn't fully make mention of it. So, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, I'm definitely I'm looking forward to Bailey and Tamina. I yeah. don't want to say I, it's like it's so predictable. Bailey's going to win. They're not giving Tamina the championship. But there's mm-hmm. always that thought of what if they just shock us. You know what I mean? And you have to remember the briefcase. They people can cash in that so, that night. Well, like, here's the thing: is the whole pay per view at WWE headquarters, or is it just the Money in the Bank match? Because that's what I was wondering. Good point. You know, I, know. Yeah, I, I really hope they would do that just for the opportunity for somebody to cash in. You know, because um, mm-hmm. ain't nobody, you know, they're not going to run the match first and then somebody get on a jet, go to Florida <laughs> and catch. Yeah, that'd be a bit <laughs> much, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, so, um, but, you know, we also, you know, we got the, do you see, is it, I mean, Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman, are you looking forward to this? Are you invested in this story at all? Yeah, I love The Fiend. I'm invested in anything that The Fiend does. I love backstory, so I love that that it was like, oh, shit, I used to be in the wife. Like, it makes it's, it's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a hard one, like, because I don't want Braun to lose the championship that, that quickly. Like, I just feel like, oh, let him rock, let him rock. But at the same time, I would love to see The Fiend as champion again. Well, remember the um, booking it as Bray Wyatt. You know that oh okay. Yeah, so like, Bray Wyatt. Um yeah, the booking this is Bray Wyatt. So I think that's the protective fiend's okay. character. Okay, so yeah, so we'll I think Braun will retain. Um I'm never particularly looking forward to a lot of the men's matches unless it's like Kevin Owens or like Samoa Joe. Okay. Or, or like Randy Orton or somebody. <laughs> but um I do I am excited that he has a match. Like and, and I like seeing the different Bray Wyatt, like where he has like the sweater and like <laughs> I just <laughs> love him. <laughs> so you said uh, you know, Kevin Owens, um, you know, Seth Rollins is getting the opportunity against Drew McIntyre. Is this a match you gonna get up and, you know, refill your snacks? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the opposite of average wrestling fans where they go and do all that during women's matches. Like I do all of that during the men's matches. And then I'm like, oh shit, a woman. And then I and I go. Um I'm you like kind of joking about that. My daughter's but, um, the same um, way. And she's five. Oh, I love hearing um, that. WrestleMania, you know, uh I think I'm trying to remember. The first night, which not yeah, the first night she watched the um 
Which which night did Charlotte and uh, Rhea wrestle? Was it the first night or the second night? I want to say the first night. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she watched that. She was locked in. The next day, it was too late for her and my son. They're five and ten. So it was too late for them to watch um, the women's um, was the five-way match. So when it came time for it, you know, she was like excited. And then even now, um, me and Yum is like a good friend of mine. So it's sometimes there'll be times where she's watching her match. And then I would like send the picture to her like, Hey, look, my daughter's excited because it matches. Oh, so, but yeah, men's matches, unless for some reason, Braun Strowman is somebody that's her favorite. I think because that was probably like Braun Strowman and John Cena, like the first name she could like really remember saying, but for the oh, most part, yeah. women's matches, she will stop and then, you know, ease her way to the TV. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, and before I get you out of here, which match, uh, which woman are you rooting for? Which lady are you rooting for in the Money in the Bank match? Oscar. Mm, okay, Oscar. Because so? I, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brian. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Because I was a fan of when Carmella had it because of the entertainment value week to week and Carmella, you know, she's full of charisma and she was a mess with it. I loved it. And then the, the next two years, it was like cash in the night of, and I'm like, okay, it was, those were great looking back. But again, it, the woman having a briefcase mm-hmm. is a TV opportunity for the women's division. It's like, I know that you're going to be on TV because you got to tease the, the briefcase. Like that's the whole thing. Um, so when you catch in the night of, it's like, damn, like we lose the opportunity of seeing that play on for a few months and the teases and this and that. So with this time around, I want someone to hold it that has the same personality that Carmella has, that will have a soothing. And who the fuck has more personality than Asuka? Like who else would be like so funny with it and acting like she's going to cash in and she's not going to cash in and then she has a missed issue. I'm like so here for Asuka winning that. Like it's about time. And you just reminded me that the women have both, uh, three of them, two of them were cashed in on the same night. Um, So yeah, dang, that's, but now, do you remember your reaction when Carmella cashed in on Charlotte? I I remember because uh, she had some attempts where she was acting like she wasn't. She wasn't. So I was like, is it really? Like, is she really going to do it? Uh, and then uh, her screaming at the ref and the ref being like, you sure? You sure? And she's like, no, 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 no. And it's Charlotte. So you don't know if you, if you really have her at, at a vulnerable, vulnerable point. You don't mm-hmm. really know for sure. So I'm like, yo, get her, get her, get her, get her. And then she won, and I was in complete shock because I, th- I never thought Carmella would be champion, let alone beat Charlotte twice and Asuka twice. Like, I, I, I was all the way here for that. I was like, whoa. And it was time because it was almost going to be the next um, Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. So, yeah. Now, have you ever been to a show where somebody cashed in? No. Oh man. It's, Have you? Yeah, Daniel Bryan. Um Baltimore. <gasps> oh my god, I'm so jealous. Yep. Oh, um, I can only imagine and, how epic that fucking is. And to be honest with you, he was becoming like he was somebody I liked, but he what he became my favorite, honestly, when I listened to him on Chris Jericho's podcast, right after he was becoming my favorite around the time when he was Gary Face uh John Cena. 
I listened to the podcast and I felt like it was just something like I felt like I just connected with him with like his love for wrestling. But um, at that time, I like really liked him. And if you remember, Mark Henry went in as champion. So when Big Show beat Mark Henry, first of all, I'm like, so the one time I go to see a black man holding the world heavyweight championship <laughs> and then he loses to the Big Show and everybody knows Big Show isn't like meant to be champion for long. So I remember being upset and then everybody booed. And then all of a sudden I was like, nah, Daniel Bryan. And then when the, he came out there, the music hit, it was like epic. I like lost my voice. And then what the coolest thing that night was when we was outside, like nearly um, outside the arena, he came out with the belt and he just came like, did like one of those to everybody. And he like, you know, I got a chance to shake his hand and I was like, wow, you know, so hopefully one day I'll get a chance to meet him. Um, you know, he's, like I said, my favorite. And so. you talking to somebody who grew up as. Who's your favorite female? All time Trish Stratus. Um, okay. Nice. When it comes to wrestling, it's Trish Stratus. When it comes to looks, it's Cameron. Um, I'm still on the Cameron bandwagon. I really hope she come back. Nice. Just, I like Cameron. Me too. I wanted to see her when Naomi turned heel I was not a fan of it as a matter of fact I had the Naomi mob come after me on Twitter because I wrote an article and I asked like is there money in Naomi and my whole point was to like say she has all the skills in the ring but the character I'm just not connecting with and people was like oh man how could you say that about a black woman I was like I love her I just don't like this character so mm -hmm. um but then I was like, you know, Cameron hadn't left yet. She was like in that phase where she was trying to go back to NXT and figure herself out. I, and this, you know, obviously right before she got let go, I said, Naomi could do the wrestling and Cameron would be the perfect manager for her. So, um, you know, we'll see. But yeah, Trish Stratus is my favorite. Um, you know, obviously as a teenage boy, she was, you know, somebody I like watching. But to see her make the um progress that she did in the ring to see her go out there and put on those epic matches main event and monday night raw uh so you know right now obviously you know to me a lot of times charlotte doesn't put on a bad match uh same with naomi i really want to see naomi versus bianca uh i would love to see them as a team and then break up because i think there yeah, that there's good. money to be made there um you could pull in a lot of the young black girls into wrestling with them too. Um, especially when you even just looking at merchandise, you know, uh, I remember when Bianca was doing, you know, when Mandy Rose said something about the hair and how everybody got upset over that. And it was like, Whoa, 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 what, what you doing? You know? And I think I'm glad they got away from that. Cause I think, you know, uh, black Twitter would have uh, demoralized Mandy. Um, and I like Mandy Rose. Uh, I like the story with her and Sonya. I like to see what they're doing, but you know, she's not touching Bianca. I will say a couple weeks ago, I mean, about a month ago, I said at one point, Charlotte's going to be the greatest of all time. Then I had to pump the brakes. I said, I got to slow down. I said, cause Bianca's coming. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I've right. always, um, you know, I've always appreciated women's wrestling. Like I remember being upset as a child watching, 
Alundra Blaze when she lost the Bull Nakano. Then when she finally beat her back, I was like happy. Then when she lost the birth of fame, like, come on, <laughs> you know, she indeed my first women's wrestling crush. And then, you know, seeing how they just wasted her in WCW was just ridiculous. You know, it's like, like you know, they, their women's division was just terrible. And like, that's why I'm really hoping AEW kind of gets it together because they have a lot of great talent over there, but I think really now they're starting really, really to do. figure it out and starting to put the pieces together. So, who's your favorite of all time? And if you only choose one, who would it be? Don't fall too off. No, as far as women. <laughs> Follow up your question. Oh, women. Oh, I can't choose. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't choose. I, I can't. I can't. People try to get me to choose all the time. I'm sorry. I can't. I might. I might do like my top ten one day for like a Patreon or something. But when it comes, okay. to, I, 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 I'm already hyperventilating. Like, I, you know, I don't have one. I don't have one. But I, if I had to say one, I'd say collectively the four yeah. horsewomen. If okay. I had to choose. You, know, you got it, a lot out of me tonight that people don't normally get out of me. Right? <laughs> you. Uh, you know, and, and, and you know, like when y'all was doing your show, one of the things that like kind of sent chills was when you said, could you imagine if China was still living and her music was the hit of the Royal Rumble? Like, I, think, <laughs> I was like, wow. Like, you just think about a match between China and Charlotte, you know, or... or <laughs> a match between China and Naomi, you know, um, I could see them doing a spot where China would do the backflips and then Naomi moving, rolling over and doing her flips, you know, just so much stuff. Oh, and, oh, and, oh, and, and, and that was the thing, <laughs> like when uh, my co-host, my brother, the real Dwayne Allen was on the post WrestleMania show, he brought up Miss Moment at not having the fans there when the team bad all looked in the ring at each other during WrestleMania, he said, that was the moment. That was where we all would have been, you know, jumping and screaming if we were there or, yeah. you know, everybody would have heard, they would have felt the crowd and felt the energy. So um, big shout out to this class of women's wrestlers and, in general, because to me, I, I do think this is the best class and there's no disrespect to any other classes beforehand. I think the Divas class, there has to be some sort of credit given Two people uh, like your Crystal Marshalls, like your Kelly Kellys, people who were models that turned into <laughs> wrestlers because they still had to work. They still had to go take bumps, mm -hmm. you know, and given three minutes, mm -hmm. two minutes, you know, they still had to go out there and perform. And, you know, it's not like they was just going out there rolling around in mud. No, they was going out there having hitting that mat mm -hmm. one, two, three. So, there has to be something said about them and credit has to be given to them. But I you also, that. huh? I said, I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just so much like, and it's, it's amazing to see where women's wrestling has come to now, because I remember at a time when, um, I always give a shout out to my boy Blake. So Blake and I worked at WSU together um, before the idiot owner, DJ Hyde. This is my show. I say what I want. Um, the idiot owner didn't realize that he had, I'll go ahead and say it right on air. Um, and because it, it just made us angry. He would literally tell, he would literally say like, he only books girls he wants to sleep with. And it used to make us angry, you know, because it's like you have, I mean, I'm talking me again. Ali, um, Mercedes Martinez, Veda Scott, Candice LeRae, um, Ember Moon, all these women in the same locker room. And, and, and this is like us all, and you saw 
the talent there. Before, you know, you look back at like the 2010, 2011s, right before AJ Lee and Caitlin was having incredible matches, you only saw these women on the indies. It was only like Natalia and Beth Phoenix and Alicia Fox that broke through. And I remember you, um, y'all gave a lot of credit to Alicia Fox because a lot of people don't give her the credit that she deserves. First African-American Divas champion. But I remember when I first read about her around 2005, 2006, I went on this website called obsessedwithwrestling.com. And that's when I first found out. It's like, oh, Victoria Crawford. Okay. And you remember when her sister was in uh, Tough Enough? And, you know, I, I was rooting for her. And I was like, man, you know, that would be so cool. But, you know, at the time, you could only see, like, the best women's wrestlers on the indies, you know. And now to see them in WWE, see them in the AEW or even an Impact Wrestling, like, it makes me happy, you know, and, and it's definitely something that I can appreciate. So now you see why I love y'all show so much. <laughs> yes, and I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, but uh, let the people know uh, where they can find y'all. Um, I see you got the Bella Army shirt on. Um, y'all running a Bella book club, right? You're doing yes, book- so every Sunday in May, we're hosting like a Bella book club for like an hour where we kind of just talk about the Bella book together and um, it's via Zoom. So um, make sure you sign up for that. It's a link in our bio. And then we're also doing uh, a Money in the Bank viewing party. We're partnering with the Job for Tears podcast and the Dead Ass Girls podcast. So that'll be a fun virtual watch party and it'll be a lot of fun so that link is also on the bio and or just dm us for more information so oh make boy sure that's you check it out. lit i'm definitely gonna stop by <laughs> yes <laughs> yes you have to you have to <laughs> yeah. queen i definitely appreciate you coming on tonight uh i had so much fun um yeah we, uh, we gotta do it again yeah definitely gotta do it again Everybody, make sure you follow, subscribe, subscribe. They're on YouTube as well. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Drop a uh, like. Um, if you haven't done so by now, hit the uh, subscribe down below. Subscribe to Wrestling Realm. Um, the real Dwayne Allen is in the lab cooking up some things. So, you know, you may have seen the Ric Flair thing that he did when I was trying to make a statement. He wanted to cut the lights off. I had to cut the lights off on him. Um... And then you know, let's just say, uh, we um, we we kind of made some rules and then we broke them. And <laughs> I'll just leave it at that with uh, a couple of things we got coming out. But uh, yeah, we definitely got some things in the work. Um, so until next time, I'm Brian H. Waters. She is Queen PR of those wrestling girls. So long, everybody.